smelly pirate hooker. Wonky, wonky. Go away. Read some books. Don't look at me with that tone of voice or I put you in the shirt. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. I like the Christmas babies, Trent. And I like the way my skin feels when I'm wearing my rainbow jacket. Welcome, motherfucker. <laughs> to another one. And, uh, first off, I want to start this week off by doing the most sincere, heartfelt, fuck you, to Dylan here. <laughs> okay. Because... He got in his fucking mind that when we're playing finals, after every match, win or lose, we have to do some form of workout. Uh And if we lose, that workout is doubled. Yep. And son of a bitch, he's killing us. I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I advise other people, like, if you're addicted to Call of Duty or Tarkov or Fortnite, whatever you're addicted to, competitive games, make that goal with yourself of, like, if I win, I'm going to do five push-ups, and I'm going to do 20 crunches, and then I'm going to dive into the next one. It gives you a reset to where you're not, if you're playing like shit, and you ended up having to do 10 push-ups and 40 sit-ups then, you know, it kind of entices you to be better, but you get that reset, you know, you're not just diving into another one and then just still fucking up. Yeah. But, after you do, like, three or four matches, and your body is just like, I mean, Ed was just like, dude, it hurts to just move the mouse. Mm -hmm. Dude, I was sitting there strapped to the floor, couldn't move. With a weighted vest on my chest, laying in the floor, stuck, couldn't move because my legs were so wore out. And all I hear coming from the uh, the microphone, which I can hear him through my headset, all I can hear is, uh, hey, I wonder when Dilly's going to be back. Meanwhile, I'm literally incapacitated on the floor. Yeah, it's, uh, it also makes it to where you're not sitting there playing for hours on end. And with my new desk that's adjustable height, I can put it all the way at the top height and stand up and maintain a little bit of my pump because I'm not sitting down. You're you know not letting I mean? your legs rest. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I can do squats while I'm dead. And I do that a lot, too, while we're playing. You're fucking mad, dude. Hey, listen. It don't, it don't stop, okay? It don't stop. So, yeah, it's it, it's a good suggestion because I, there there were days, I mean, I couldn't play. Because of just general life things, but also I didn't want to play because I was fucking sore and I needed to fucking heal. Yeah, I remember I messaged Eddie. I was like, "Hey, you down to play more finals and work out?" And he just said, "Nah." And I was like, "What?" And he was just like, "I'm tired, bro." I'm like, "Okay, cool." And I'm just like, "Hey, listen, if you can attach your addiction to video games with working out and combine those two things, you're gonna soar, brother." telling you because one of my biggest problems for a long time is i was putting nine hour shifts in on the you know video games but it was nine hour shifts of sitting on my ass and video games are really good at stimulating your brain giving you good hand-eye coordination giving you good motor control they really are oh yeah all that good stuff but if you're sitting on your ass you're going to be a tub of lard okay you are you're not you're sedentary so if you combine that with you know physical activity Holy shit, dude, you're going to be a fucking unit by the end of it. Well, not only that, but, like, a lot of these competitive games, you know, you see clips all the time on YouTube and shit where somebody's just slaughtering an entire lobby of players, Mm -hmm. and you hear all those players raging on the other end of the mic. And it's like, if you could take that rage at the end of the match that you just got shit on and channel it into doing sit-ups or push-ups or squats... And I'd like anybody here who's competitive to look at, like, who your favorite or, like, competitive player is. Like, look at look at all your favorite competitive players. All the best players in the world, all the best Twitch streamers, all those dudes are big fitness people, too. Look at them. You know why, you know why Dr. Disrespect still manages to stay in, like, the top 500 in a lot of games, even though he's getting older? It's because that dude works the fuck out and he's built, okay? He's keeping his body up to check. 
that's why he's able to stay in the game at 45 or wherever the fuck he's at. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? So any anybody who thinks that it's a it's it's silly, like you're crazy. Like look, look like look at all of them. Um, what's his name? Uh, that top that top uh, Fortnite guy. I don't even I don't even know his name, but that dude he's constantly posting gym shit. Is I mean, he still Ninja or I don't think so. I, don't think I was gonna so. say he fell so. off, didn't he? No, and Ninja's built like a toothpick. So yeah, I don't think Ninja does anything. I don't know Fortnite stream. I don't know streamers very much in general. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, the most of the time, when I see the most competitive the competitive, these motherfuckers got traps. These motherfuckers got shoulders. Like, you can tell they lift. Like, they're getting out there and doing shit. They're not just sitting in front of the screen all day. But you couldn't. If that was your job, mm-hmm. like, it, it's it wouldn't be healthy for you to just sit on your ass. Uh, it, it's just like the office gig, where... You know, I had I had an office gig where I sat at a desk and did computer work. Yeah. And I got fucking fat. Yeah. Like and, and everybody wonders why a lot of times why they're so depressed all the time. And I just I just I don't think humans were designed to set in like closed indoor areas in the dark or in like the extreme brightness looking at screens all day. I think that may have an effect on a lot of people's psyche and their mind. You know what I mean? Because I gotta say one of the like worst mental states I was in was when I was putting like 12 hours a day into games in like my dark room not doing anything you know what I mean oh yeah like I feel like if I maybe would have got outside a little bit more often I probably would have felt a lot better you know what I mean you you would feel a lot better you know it's it's making goals and then yeah sedentary you can't be sedentary as a human because you got to strive for the you can't be satisfied you know what I mean you you literally can't be satisfied as a human, no, never, never satisfied. If you're satisfied, you you're going to be sedentary. Yeah, if you're sad, if you're satisfied, you're going to be sedentary. And the moment you're sedentary, you die. Look at look at anybody who's ever retired. They sit still for two or three years and then they die. I got um, I got an uncle that he's pushing like seventy. Yeah, refuses to retire. Yeah, but you know what? Because he's terrified yeah. that if he just sits down and starts watching TV every day because he doesn't have anything to do, yeah, he'll that he's he'll, just, he's that's gonna be dead happen. in five years. That's what'll happen. And I'm not saying work your life away for a company, but you got to move. You got to move. I've seen it happen time and time again. You know how many people at my gas station job, old men, got so much pep in their steps, so much livelihood, then they retire, and within the months, I see them slowly decline and then die. It's insane. It literally kills you. It's just like, you know, have, have something to work towards, you know, it's right now, um, for this month, I think it ends in the, at the end of the month, but Code Academy has the yearly pro membership that you get unlimited access, you get, you know, all the, all the lessons, all the quizzes, they give you certifications if you complete everything, and it's only 120 bucks. So if you invested $120 into that, and you learned a new skill. Like, I'm not saying that you have to go and get an IT job after that. It's just learning a new skill. Yeah. Challenging yourself to do something different. Don't you know? be afraid to dive into something new. Yeah. That's something I, that was one of my biggest problems for the longest time. It's still something I See, my problem I struggle is with. that I dive in way too quick. You, you dive in but struggle to... to stay oh yeah that's your problem yeah but my problem is i'll i'll as soon as i commit i'm stuck i'm not leaving i'm I'm committed but i gotta force myself to stay in it Mm -hmm. but you know you go and do your nine to five or whatever it is that you fucking do but have something on the back end yeah think of some don't think of like this is what i'm going to do till i die think of this is what i'm going to do to support myself while i figure out what i'm going to do till i die and find something you love if you love doing blacksmith work then dude be the best goddamn blacksmith on the planet yeah just just try it out i mean nick did that yeah he tried blacksmithing out for a little bit and it wasn't his thing and he had to figure that out i've been i've been wanting to get back into it because i've really wanted to make an axe yeah i really wanted to make like a little hatchet maybe this resurgency of your interest will be uh you know but at the same time you don't you don't think about it you're like oh that's a two pound hammer that's not a big deal yeah 
try lifting yeah, it above your fucking bullshit. head and slamming it down as hard as you can on a and piece of metal. And the techniques you need to get like the ping ping, the bounce off the anvil after to maintain that. Because if you if you're lifting that weight of that hammer after every swing normally, you're gonna be tired within an hour, man. And you got to do this for blacksmiths have to do this for multiple hours a day. Oh yeah, and. You, I'm not kidding. You have to have mean fucking wrists and forearms to do that. I've done it. Unless, done it. unless you have like ten, ten grand sitting around that you can buy one oh. of those auto hammers. Yeah, and, yeah. Unless you got daddy's money or something. I yeah, guess. but I, I don't have that luxury. But you know, carpentry or you know, you can go go get a cheap ass car and try and fix it up and sell it. Yeah, like you know. Buy yeah, somebody it, else's Exactly. Problems. If you're interested in cars, get get a beater and fix it up. You know? Could worst, be something you can do on the side. Worst case is you have a fun car that you can put in a demolition derby if you wanted yeah. to. Best case scenario, you fix it up a little bit and you sell it and you make a little money. Like, yeah. there's, there's stuff out there you don't have to just do your 9 to 5. Find something you're passionate about. I and see, get after I see so many people that get a job that they're just like, this is the best paying job I think I can get right now. This is it. It's so sad to see that. It's like you're basically just like, this is it. I'm done. Like, man, that's so boring. Well, it's, it's not just that. It's the, I think that also kind of plays into the depression of you go to that job and you say, this is what I'm going to get. And then you go home and you've worked all day. I've, I found myself doing it, yeah. and then you want to just sit on the couch and watch TV. Yeah. Or, you know, you want to sit in front of the computer and play a video game. There's nothing wrong with doing that, but doing that every single day and making that your routine, and then all of a sudden you're going, hey, where'd these 50 pounds come from? Yeah. Why, you know, why do I, why am I tired all the time? You yeah. Know? Yeah, you just it, it it adds up too. A lot of people, especially with overeating, it just just a little tiny bit every now and again. It adds up, man. You got to fight intrusive thoughts and then sitting around doing nothing. You got to fight that. You got to fight it. And that's with everything in life: spending money, eating too much, sitting around too much, drinking too much. Yeah, when it, you know, people that complain that they don't have any money. But then they talk about how they go to Starbucks every day. Yeah, you spent $9 on a fucking coffee, dog. Fuck you mean. And it's just like, that's like $70 a week. Yeah. It's... And I guess I don't have room to talk. I buy a lot of those, like, protein, you know, core power drinks. And I, I buy a lot of pre-workout energy drinks. But... I feel like those are, you know, those aid me toward my goal. You know what I mean? I don't overdo them. And those are like three dollars. They have a purpose. Yeah, they're not to just maintain. And I don't. Know, your... I, and I don't drink them to just wake up. It's not. I don't need them to wake up. This is. I'm gonna do a. I'm getting ready to work out. You're That's, trying to burn through. Oh yeah. That energy that that drink is giving mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And you're trying to burn through it quick. Yeah. So. And a lot of these people, they're drinking two, three of these Starbucks coffees a day. And my buddy, he told me, he, he, he we looked it up, and he gets like four or five shots of this espresso in his. And I was like, how much caffeine's in that? Because I thought I was drinking a lot doing two of these ghosts a day. Yeah. For like two or three days out of the week. And he was like, yeah, it's 90 milligrams per shot. I'm like, you got five shots? I'm like, that's like, what, 407? You know what, like something around there. Yeah, it's it's like four hundred and fifty. Yeah, four hundred yeah, four hundred fifty or something like that, milligrams of caffeine, which is fifty over what it recommends for a human a day. And he's like, Yeah, that's a normal drink from there. You just ask for double shots. And then how many of those is he getting in a day? He says he can drink two pretty regularly. See, and that's almost a thousand milligrams. And this of motherfucker caffeine. yeah, this motherfucker talks about getting heart palpitations and he doesn't know why. I'm like, Motherfucker, you're drinking fucking race fuel. Fuck you mean. But it's not only that, but you're fucking your sleep schedule up, too. Yeah, and he's like, oh, that's like 16 bucks a day for that. I'm like, bro, I can get two of these for six bucks. And they taste way... Personally, I think they taste... I, I like these way better than Starbucks drinks. But I went to Starbucks a long time ago. Their drinks make my stomach hurt and give me a headache. But it's not just that, dude. I was I was sipping on whatever it was that I got, and all of a sudden I felt something in my mouth 
And I like I looked and it's like this gel shit that was in the drink. Like they didn't clean the machine or something very well. And I haven't been back since. I don't blame you. You know, and but then again, I made the switch with coffee. I like my mushroom coffee and I've been I've been hitting that up. But if I do have like an extra cup, I it's just black coffee. It's just black coffee that I don't know how you do black coffee. It took some it took some doing. Is it hot? Uh, I usually ice it down a little bit so I can drink it. Black coffee is a little bit more palatable for me if it's iced. But it's still so fucking bitter. I don't know how you... Well, what it was was, you know, I used to put, like, cream and sugar in it. Yeah. And so what I would do is I started making it the way that I normally make it. But then after that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to put half the sugar in it. And then after I kind of got used to that taste, then I got, like, okay, I'm not going to put any sugar in it. I'm just going to put the creamer in it. Yeah. And then, which has a little bit of sugar in it. If you get, like, the Coffee Mate creamers or whatever. And then I did that. And then I was like, okay. And now instead of having, like, two splashes, I'm going to put just one splash in it. And then I'm going to cut it out completely. Okay. That's that. I, I did it in steps. I didn't just one day wake up and go, I'm drinking black coffee now. Now, I, I got to say, I'll be honest. I don't use a lot of sweetener. I maybe do, like, a teaspoon or two of honey in yeah. my coffee. But I go buck wild with that cream, dog. I'm going to be honest with you. I'll keep it creamy with you, G. I'd be putting that cream in there. You know what I mean? Like, a lot. But... Like, my shit looked like milk when I'm done. Then again, I probably was a little more able to uh, to do just straight black coffee with that bitterness because my personal preference when it comes to beer is I like a, <sighs> I like a strong IPA. Bro, which you, is a you, bitter you like beer. The, you like that beer that's like Guinness, that dark, no, but nasty. Guinness, Guinness is stout. Guinness is a it's a malt heavy, malt heavy beer. I'm I talking, hate Guinness. Um, I remember you were just like, you won't chug that at that one. I think it was Adara's wedding, and I was like, fuck you, mean. I grabbed it, chugged it, and I was like, I mean, I did it. I proved my point, but that was fucking horrible, treacherous. That, like, like that, that came from Nurgle's fucking garden. Alcohol is something that whenever I first turned 21, um, I got the job at the liquor store. And I didn't really know much about alcohol. Yeah. So I just started trying stuff. And beer is somewhat of an acquired taste. And I understand people that say, I don't like it. I don't want to like it. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to fight through it to try and acquire the taste. I get that. Whiskey and like tequila, hard liquors. That's also another kind of acquired taste. It's it's alcohol is something that you're literally poisoning your body when you drink it. Yeah, it's cutting off oxygen to your brain when you it's, drink. I I don't know about that. Have you looked up the science behind what it does? No. What it does is it limits oxygen to all your organs, but the one it hits first is your brain. That's why you're like Ooh. your brain isn't getting enough fucking oxygen. Look it up. Well, maybe. But um, I choose to just remain retarded on the ice. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, a little bit, a little bit of liquid courage is good for you. Yeah, it, that, that's why you get all that confidence because you're not all there. Okay. <laughs> you're not worried about what's happening. It, it because shuts off. It shuts off that part of your brain that's just like maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe that's I, the first yeah, to go. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't go up to that you know chick and tell her I got a horse peen ding dong. You know, <laughs> do it curve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do it curve. Yeah, but uh, what my my thing that I've noticed is if it's clear liquor, I can mix it with something and make it palatable. If it has any color to it, or if it's low percentage in colored, it's gonna be foul. Every single time. I've never had a whiskey that I drank. I was like, you know what? I can really hear get those uh those uh those nut tones and the the, the wood tones. Yeah, that that's good. That's good. I've I'll never had a, a I'll give you a I'll give you a tip. When you're like when you're drinking whiskey mm-hmm. or like tequila, you know, hard liquor in general. So this goes for a shot or a sip. Shots it helps a little bit more because it's you're hitting, you know, it's a lot of alcohol. It's a mm-hmm. lot of liquid in one go. So what you do is before you take that shot, you do a big breath in, you throw that shot back, 
and then you breathe out through your mouth. Yeah. You're breathing out all that all that burn, all the fumes yeah. that stay in your mouth. And that kind of helps, you know, get rid of that, like, that shake just, ugh, oh, yeah. that you get. But if you're actually trying to taste whiskey, sipping is where it comes in. You have to sip it. You can't shoot whiskey. Yeah, it, that's, that's true. But even when I sip it, though, it's like... Man, I don't think that you've been... That's the difference, though. I can't. I literally can't keep a straight face when I drink that fucking log water. You can't. You can't sit there and say that you hate whiskey if the only whiskeys you've tried is like Jim Beam. Listen, I've tried Jim Beam. I've tried Jack. I've tr- listen. Tyler fucking busted open all these fancy bottles, all these like crazy ones. He had one that had wax on it and shit. That's Maker's Mark. All kind of different shit. And every wit, he they were all like just going down the line trying to find whiskeys that I like. And I'm telling you. It is just treacherous. No, no, no. No, no, no. See, they they were probably having you try the like mass marketed whiskeys. Those aren't those aren't the whiskeys you go for. You go for the small distilleries that they're like it, it's similar to like the microbreweries when it comes to beer. Yeah. You know, you're you're going for those those artisan whiskeys. Those are the ones that are really smooth going in. When you get those Jim Beams and Jack Dan- I hate Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels was yeah, probably, that was my first drunk experience when I was 13, and I didn't understand mixology, and so it was like three quarters Jack with a splash of Coke in it, mm-hmm. and it was fucking awful. Awful. I have not drank Jack Daniels. I have not cared. We went to an event that was done by Jack Daniels, and I stayed sober the whole fucking time. Damn. Because I was like, I am not touching that charcoal shit. I, I cannot I, take I that. What is, what is it about alcohol that's colored that is so fucking horrible? It's not... Spiced rum? Foul. Not a big fan of spiced rum. Rum? Foul. Whiskey? Treacherous. Man. Uh, you, you, say, you say that, but man, um, a well-made mojito... That's where it's at right there. But like tequila, like a clear liquor, it doesn't taste good, but it doesn't really taste like anything. So I could like mix it with something sweet and fruity. I won't really tell it's in there. It'll hit way harder than all the other ones, but it'll taste good. You need to try some like... I'm like a, I'm like an average white chick. You need to try some high dollar fucking tequila, dude. High dollar tequila? I, I'll tear that shit up. Yeah. It'll tear me up. Yeah. But I'll tear that shit up. But that, yeah, just clear hard liquor is all I fuck with if I'm drinking. That's all I want. I need, I need to broaden your horizons. That's I'm, that's just my, been my experience. Like the only drink I've ever had that I was like, you know what, I like that. That had a colored liquor in it was a whiskey sour, and it was a double whiskey sour, and I had eight of those motherfuckers at Adair's wedding, and then Betsy was like, you know what, have Dylan take care of the senior citizens. So I was pushing fucking Malcolm, decrepit old man through the streets, had Winnie on my shoulders, okay? You were drunker than a fucking skunk, too, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I probably had, like, eight Guinnesses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was drunk. Dude, I had eight double-shot whiskey sours, and they gave me the job. I had Eric hold my hand when he was on my shoulders. You're also double my size, though. Yeah, but motherfucker, that's double-shotted. And I started push. I was pushing Malcolm through the streets, stumbling. And I remember I could see the street signs. I was trying to read the street signs. I was like, "Where's the parking at?" I was like, "Oh no, I see three parking signs right now. What the <laughs> fuck is going on?" I remember Malcolm was like, "Do you need to stop for a minute? Are you okay?" I was just like, "No, no, no. We're good. We're good." And when he was like, "Dill, if you keep squeaking like that, I'm gonna fall off." <laughs> I'm just like, "Oh, this is madness." So, I. I personally like the where where you get a buzz, yeah. where you get a buzz like that, but you try and fight the like drunk feeling, and you try and you try and tr- act normal. You try and act normal. Yeah, I I like that challenge. Uh, it's gotten me out of some shit. Yeah, I've, I've been pretty. I'm shit. pretty good at it. I gotta say, but I was too fucking drunk to hold it together. Like I was stumbling. Do you know what I mean? And like in my mind, I was just like. Ugh. How 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 am I gonna push the the wheelchair and hold both the kids' hands? Shit, I can't do that. Slings Winnie up on my shoulders. 
Now I'm off balance. Fuck. Eric's fucking, I'm jerking him back and forth on the fucking sidewalk. Oh, man. It was. Alcohol is one of those things that, you know, I, I witnessed the, the downfalls of alcoholism, which has kind of kept me from getting into that. You know, once I start seeing, like, this might be becoming a problem, it's just like, nope, I yeah. got to take a break from drinking. I got to take a break. I don't want it to... It's easy as humans to get addicted to things because we, we we look for for substances for, like, you know, closure and I, I had a guy one time try and try and get me to buy him a half pint of this, like, gut rot vodka. And he wanted to, uh, and in return, because I couldn't put it in the register and be like, oh, yeah, you paid in full, dude. He wanted to try and give me his, like, grandson's class ring. It was like a silver class ring. Like, that, he was trying to use me as, like, a fucking pawn shop just to get a fucking hit of some vodka. And, like, I saw people trying to count change out with their hands shaking to where yeah. they, can't, they can't hold on to the change. It's, it's, it's a horrible, horrible fucking disease to get into. Oh, yeah. And it'll fucking kill you if you try and get off of it cold turkey when you're that far in. Oh, yeah. I've seen videos of people with alcoholism, like, really deep into it. Like, holy shit. It's like they need alcohol to, like, survive in the morning, but it also makes them, like, convulse and, like, almost puke. So I can just constant, like, almost hurling, trying to, like, drink liquor and shit. Yeah, because your liver is just, you, it can't process it anymore. Yeah. You know, when you're that far gone, your liver's like, I'm done, dude. Yeah. Like, you're on death's door. And, exactly. But they can't stop. Because mm-hmm. if they stop, their body will go into shock from the withdrawals, and it can kill them that way. Yeah. It's, I, I like to use moderation. I don't. I rarely drink to where I get obliterated drunk anymore. I will whenever I go to Disney here in a couple weeks because I don't give a fuck about anything else. I go to Epcot and I drink all day and I walk like 20 goddamn miles making laps around the place and I eat a lot of different fucking foods. That's my fucking vacation. Hey, when when you come back after doing your little splurge though, we'll just have to get on finals and put in the work. See, that's the, that's the thing, you know. Put in the work. Yeah. Just remember that, you know, after you have fun, you gotta you gotta get back on that grind. Oh yeah. Can't keep having fun. No, no. Gotta you gotta deprive goals, yourself. Baby. Some that that makes the fun that much better. Yeah. Don't, but a lot of the times, it's like I'll have one or two beers, yeah. maybe three. Like I get a little of a buzz, eat dinner. That kind of gets the buzz away a little bit. I don't, I, and I call it good. Everybody has these little rituals with beer. Like, I have these me, this many, and then I eat, and then I have this many. I don't know why, but I can't get drunk off beer. I can drink it and drink it and drink it and drink it and drink it. And I'll piss for hours and hours and hours, gallons, but I never get a buzz. Well, that's probably because you're drinking, like, Bush Light that has, like, that, 4%. That, dude, that, that's Halloween party. I would, like, remember when I was dressed up as the dwarf? I drank fucking pints after pints of that shit. Nothing. Nothing. It was yeah. like I was drinking water. Domestics, dude, you don't... What you need is... You need, like, an IPA that's, like, 9%. So, when you drink one of those, it's like you drank two domestic beers. So, you're not... You're, you're taking in half the liquid amount. Half the volume. But you're getting double... Mm-hmm. The alcohol, you, know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So you know, because like, you're big, you're big fucking man. Yeah, you know, you yeah. you have you're like Andre the Giant could fucking handle. What was his record? Like 128 beers in I, one I didn't sitting. Know, I didn't know he had a record, but I bet he does. Yeah, he had like 128 beers in one sitting. It was Dang, something ridiculous like that. Um, something I wanted to bring up before I forget. So you know how I've been taking time off my chest because of that weird feeling I had Mm -hmm. dude I haven't taken this long off my chest in so long I was in the floor like messing around like petting my dog right and I went to get up and when I got up I legit like I I did this motion like the push up motion I felt like I don't know if it's because I've rested for so long but it was like I was spring loaded 
Like, I nearly shot myself all the way up to standing. Like, I had so much explosive force. That that week and a half I've taken off and not done any chest is, like, I don't know. It, I feel like it has, like, overloaded that muscle or something. Well, you got to heal up. It's crazy. You, crazy. Let, you let your body heal up a little bit. The the. The, and now it performs better. Yeah, the, yeah, but that amount of time compared to what I normally give it, which is about two, three days, like holy shit, dude! I'm talking explosive power I haven't had in ages. <laughs> yeah, fitness is not—it's not a sprint; it's a marathon. Mm-hmm. And when you take five years to get to your tubby, tubby self, it's not going to take you a month yeah. to get out of it, and it's going to take you a lot longer to take it off than it did to put it on i'm just gonna let you know right now well it's easier to put it on yeah it's harder to take it off but you got to have that drive you got to be hungry for it yeah you got you got to want your goal more than you want the cake you got to want to better yourself more than you want second helpings you gotta you gotta want the end of the road more than sitting in bed for another hour after you woke up yeah you know what i mean oh yeah and it's hard i get it I, I fail all the time still. You know what I mean? But you just got you got to think of it like, you know, a bump in the road. Just continue, continue up. And I mean, allow yourself a cheat day if if uh-huh. that if that helps you stay on track. Just don't let a cheat day become a cheat week. Yeah, because that can happen very easily. But you know, it's it's also one of those things where you got to make that. You know, I didn't feel bad about it because we got pizza last night. And I didn't really feel bad about it that I ate like the three pieces mm-hmm. that I had because I knew that we were going to play finals the next day and I was going to be doing, you know, like a hundred pushups yeah. and, you know, 200, 300 sit-ups and I was going to work that shit yeah. out. I'd like to also mention to everybody, you don't have to give up the foods you love. If you love greasy foods that aren't that great for you, you could still eat those and lose weight. Keep that in mind. You just have to cut your portions down a lot. Yeah, don't eat eight chicken but tenders if you, in one go. Yeah, if you're wanting to, if you're wanting to eat the same amount you're eating now, but to lose weight, you can do that too. But you're gonna have to change the way you're eating. Well, it's not just that. It's like you know, if you if you want to eat three thousand calories a day, mm-hmm. then you also need to know that you have to work off yeah. five hundred to a thousand calories to maintain the deficit to where you're actually going to lose weight. Yeah. So that's why you do need to, you know, get that. That's something that people have a hard time breaking is that dopamine relationship yeah. with food. Yeah, yeah. you got to find that, that happy chemical somewhere else. That's why it's good to try and, you know, eat a sadness salad every now and then. That's what I call them because nobody likes salads. If you like salads, you're there's something fucking wrong with you. Yeah. But if you, if you eat, you know, a salad every now and then, that's going to be a lot better for you. Obviously, don't drown it in dressing. Mm-hmm. That's where a lot of the calories come from. But, you know, or get if, if a, you, light, a light dressing, you know, yeah. a vinaigrette or something like that. If, if you want my honest advice on if you are a picky eater and you don't want to eat just salads and, and vegetables all the time, you want to lose weight, you want my genuine advice... Find really good seasonings that you like and a zero sugar barbecue sauce. There's plenty of them at Walmart. You can find them. Sweet Baby Ray's makes one. No sugar added barbecue sauce. And bake that chicken with the seasonings that you like on it. Cut it up into little pieces. Make a half a half a cup of rice. And then mix that together and then put just like maybe two, three teaspoons of that barbecue sauce on top. Absolutely fire. It tastes just like grilled barbecue. You know what I mean? Chicken. That rice is going to fill you up, going to keep you full. And that plate is like 650 calories. You can eat that four times in a day as an average male at around age 30. Yeah. Four times a day. If you can eat that four times a day and tell me you're still hungry, motherfucker, you ought to be on 600-pound life. I, I hate to... I hate that women have such a hard fucking time with losing weight, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because... They're, they're, we can, we can, you know. I looked it up, and I could do like twenty five hundred calories in a day just to like. I could still lose weight on twenty five hundred calories a day. Yeah. With 
how much I weighed at the time versus, you know, what I was trying to, you know, I was just trying to lose some weight. And then you look at a female and it's like 1,500. And they're just like... Do you know what my deficit is? What? What mine can be? I'm currently only eating 2,000 to 2,400, but do you know what I could be in to remain in a deficit? I'm assuming like 3,000. 3,100. If I wanted to maintain, I eat 3,450. If I want to be in a surplus, it's 3,800. That's a lot of You know how much fucking food 3,800 calories is? Well, look at the bodybuilders that eat like 6,000 plus calories 12, a day. 12,000? 12, Ronnie Coleman ate 12,000 calories a day. He'd set an alarm in the middle of the night and he'd wake up and eat 2,000 and go back to sleep. Yeah, that, that shit ain't nothing to him, man. Of course, that's you spending eight hours in the gym. I think Ronnie spent two and a half on average a day in the gym. But still, like, wasn't he moving like 800 pounds? And that motherfucker was going, lightweight! You know, or whatever the fuck he said, lifting fucking 850 pounds. Dude, seeing those videos of him being just veined up, going, yeah, buddy, lifting that 800 like it's nothing. Yeah. Truly inspiring. It's... I'm scared to lift heavy weight now, after I witnessed a pectoral tear in person. Or those people that, uh, the sleds... When they're when they're doing the sleds and they're like and their let their their knees lock and then their knee concaves in yeah. and snaps their fucking kneecap like oh yeah fuck I, all that shit that's why you never lock and when you're doing preacher curls where your arms never fully extend that right there your fucking tendon will tear off your arm in an instant I've seen that happen in so many videos and it makes me sick watching their bicep go up to their shoulder yeah Ooh. horrid horrid. Dude, but that pectoral tear, that might have been the most gruesome thing I've ever seen in my life, in person. You have to have surgery to fix that, don't you? I think so. I haven't seen him in that gym or around anywhere since, so I think he's still recovering. But I literally watched his fucking, where his nipple is, like his pec, I watched that tear off and sitting on his shoulder. Yeah. Basically. Like, three people jumped over to lift that weight off of him, and dude, that dude was squalling. And I don't... I don't blame him. Like his fucking tendon ripped off his chest. It, it's um. Baby steps, baby steps. Don't don't expect to go in the gym. I don't. I don't go for PRs anymore. Anymore. I'll build up slowly over time, but PR one rep PRs, no way. That was terrifying to witness. And my my one rep PR is incredible for bench press, and I probably could have went further, but. It's not worth it for that. You know how much of a setback that would be for my gains if I had a pectoral tear? It's not just it's not just that, dude. It's the how much money do you think it would cost to get all that repaired if you had to have surgery? Yeah, but listen, money, I can I can always get more money, but I can't get that time back from No, my body. you can't. I can't get that time back. That would be 8 to 12 months where I wouldn't be able to work chest. I think that's why I get I'm so 25, done. I'm 25 years old. I don't got any time to waste on my fitness anymore. Well, it's not, it's not just that, dude. It's like we all have a finite time on this planet. Yeah. You know, and it could be your your checkout date could be 26. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah. You know, it could be tomorrow. That's what I'm saying. I ain't got time to waste on a and pectoral that's, and tear. And that's why I get so goddamn frustrated when there are people, like, chilling in the left lane, just going 60 miles an hour down the yeah. highway. I'm like, bitch, I got I've, shit to I've do. I've told you many times how I feel where I feel like everyone around me is so much slower and it just pisses me the fuck off and it shouldn't I shouldn't be so in I shouldn't be so inconvenienced by people taking a little bit longer than me to do things but ugh. like when I'm seeing older people pull their money out and count single bills one by one on the counter I'm like one two three and then they see a squirrel and lose count oh yeah. my god dude oh yeah. my god just give me your fucking money I'll count it in front of you you know what I mean? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I hope like, that I never get to that point. I hope I ne- I'm yeah. never an 80-year-old man that's just like, fuck it. If it takes me 15 minutes to, you know, pump my gas, it takes me 15 minutes to pump my gas. Fuck and that shit, dude. If I can't wipe my own ass and fucking maintain my, like, sanity, like, normally, like a, you know, a normal individual, like, I'm, I'm ready to feed the worms, dog. Like, this is, that's not living. You're a fucking corpse walking around. 
I've seen these old people that don't even know where the fuck they're at. They're having conversations with me, and they don't. They literally don't even know what the fuck is going on around them. We got one run in the country. Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally. The dude's shaking hands with ghosts. He's already dead. He don't even know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. I, this one woman came in. She was like, "You need to go to Ohio and let Jeremy know." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" She goes, "You don't have time to waste. You need to let Jeremy know what had unfolded here." I'm like. Who's Jeremy and what? What? And she was like, he's in Ohio and you need to tell him what happened. And at this moment I realized she's fucking crazy. And I'm like, okay. I was like, okay, I'll go let Jeremy know. And she was like, he's in Ohio right now. Let him know what I, what had unfolded here. And then she took off. That's all the only reason she came into the gas station. I don't got a fucking clue who Jeremy is. I'm, I've never even been in Ohio. Fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I get to that point, I, like, I'm ready. That's it. I'm clearly not, you know, having a good time in there. Kurt Cobain, POV. That's on, yeah, see? See? <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, and I feel like if people did a lot more fitness and they ate a lot healthier and they took care of themselves, they wouldn't get to that stage as quick. Yeah. You might be there at 60 or 70 instead of 50, like I see a lot of people. You know the amount of people I got come in, they're like, you know, sounding like they are on death's fucking door, just breathing, trying to count their money, drooling all in their fucking beards. They sound like a pet, a pug. Yeah, yeah, their fucking guts so far out that their their you know, their belt is like looping, flapping over because of their gut hanging over, and it's just like. I personally like those old men, though, that have that gut. Yeah. And they still pull their pants up to where their belly button oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they're... <laughs> and they got, like, this this waving flag where their dick should be, you know, because it's just <laughs> empty space. I know exactly what you mean. Or when it's really tight right there, and it's got, like, it's a tight slant that goes straight to their balls. It's got the crease in between. You can see each ball on each they side. They have two stomachs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I... I understand. Don't even get me started with the overweight woman who's got like an extra pair of like second ass cheeks at the bottom of her ass. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like those tiny cheeks that come out the bottom where it like sags. <laughs> I, I don't understand those women that the, the muffin tops. Where yeah. they have these like chicken legs and then it's just like boom. Yeah. And she looks like a fucking nuclear bomb mushroom cloud. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> We're going to get canceled. That's good. Yep. We're going to get canceled. That's this good. is fast shaming. <laughs> this is good. This is good. I'm going to call them Hiroshima's from now on. <laughs> That's good. I like that. The, there's, there's no muffin tops anymore. Uh, there's only Hiroshima's. Hiroshima's. Hiroshima's or Nagasaki's. I'm blinded by the flash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But the amount of people I see that aren't even that old. Oh, my God. Like, you're not even... Like, if they, they just spent... A couple months turning it around, they could probably come out of that situation. And the amount of people I see that come in, and don't get me wrong, I understand exactly how hard nicotine addiction is. I know a lot of people that's got it. The amount of people that come in, they're just like, I'm quitting. I don't I don't need another pack today. And then by two days in, they're getting another pack. It's just like their their willpower breaks in an instant. Yeah, I, I love nicotine. Yeah. But I gave up, I gave up cigarettes... I gave up cigars. I hated smelling like it. Yeah, that, that's that was, my big thing. Is cigarettes are nasty smelling. But, you know, I vape for a bit. And, you know, that, that better, not great. It but is now, a lot better. But You've seen the study. But now, you know, it's like I, I moved to, like, the pouches. And I know there are people out there that are just like, be a real man. Put some chaw in there. Get, get throat cancer like <laughs> Like a like a man, but it's just like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, you know, I that. I don't want something that I have to constantly be spitting, or else I'm gonna fucking vomit everywhere. And and I don't want to be walking around telling people I got a chaw in. Like that's that no, that ain't me. Yeah, but I, you know, I I do enjoy nicotine. You know, it. Would I like to get off of it? Absolutely. I could save money that way. And I'm sure you will. I have before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have, man. You, multiple times, actually. Multiple times. I remember, fuck, like, back when you were in, at IU. I remember you chewing that fucking nicotine gun. 
getting off of it then. Fuck that nicotine gum, dude. I still remember it to this day because I was reaching for it and you were like, don't, don't chew that. And I was like, why not? And he was like, nah, because then you'll just want to keep chewing it. And I didn't understand what you meant at the time, but now it makes sense. Because I would want to keep chewing it because I'd be addicted to it. <laughs> you were also like 10 at the time. Yeah. And it was just like, no, dog, you're not starting that shit early. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. You, you were a bad influence on a lot of things, but that was one of the good ones. <laughs> that, that's one thing that if I could go back in time, I'd go back in time to whenever I took the first drag on a cigarette and I'd punch myself in the mouth yeah. and say, don't fucking do it. I still remember my first drag on a cigarette. It's a Marlboro Red out of my mom's pack while she was at work at the trailer. I was seven years old. And I took a drag off that motherfucker about that long. I'm not kidding. Just, just straight chiefed it, right? And then I puked in the floor. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you don't don't get into those habits. I don't fuck with it. Yeah. And you're better off for it. Yeah. You know, I got to live with the shit that, you know, you got to live with the mistakes that you make. You know, thankfully, my entire life, I, I've experimented with a lot of stuff, but I never really stuck with anything, really. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I never let, like, a lot of people, they get hooked on shit, but I never really got hooked on anything. I have a very addictive personality. Me too, but... But I've realized drugs. in time that now I'm just like, no, nah, I need to, I need to take a break from it. Yeah, you re- you realize that you need to find dopamine elsewhere. Yeah, well, I think it's the ADD where I hyperfixate on something. When I get into shit, like, I'm into shit. Yeah, I get it. I'm the same way. But now I've, I've, I would say that it's more of a healthy addiction, but uh, I've been back on that buying Warhammer book kick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I found a couple good deals that I couldn't turn down. I couldn't turn it down. And, but the collector in me, because once I get into something, like, I want to collect. Yeah. And, man, there's, there's some badass fucking books that they have, but they're, like, hundreds of dollars. Shit. Hundreds of dollars. Because you get, like, the special editions that they only printed 1,500 copies. And I want to own them someday but it's like there's there's one it's like one of the grails right the night lords trilogy you need to listen to those books yeah you need to listen to those books you're gonna love the night lords they're fucking they're they're fuckheads through and through but and there's some vile motherfuckers but man those stories are fantastic um but they have a special edition that it comes with all three of the books like individual books and like this little box set, a thousand dollars. Damn, a thousand fucking dollars. Ten Benjamins for that. Yeah, and it's like, man, I'd love. And that, that's the thing. Like, I get that. I wouldn't read it. I've already listened to it. I actually have the first two coming of the first edition, like prints. I found a great deal on them. It was like twenty bucks for the two books. And I'll read those, just so I can physically read, because I love that, I love those stories. I'll read those books. But if I had that thousand dollar fucking collector's item, I ain't ain't cracking that book open. Yeah. That thing's going to go in, like, a case somewhere. Like, no one's touching that shit. Because it's a thousand fucking dollars. Like, But there was somebody selling collector's edition of the entire Siege of Terra. Damn. And they wanted over $4,000 for it. That's like a fucking used car. Ten bucks. Four grand. Fuck. They're all like leather bound. Like, they they look cool. Mm -hmm. And they only make like, you know, 1,500, 2,000 of them. I don't know what the print is on on those for those special. It's usually around 1,500 to 2,500 is what they do. Dude. But still... Something I need to bring up to you while it's on my mind. Taylor went fucking buck wild with the Lethal Company mods. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's even worse now. It's even worse. So you know that new monster that was added that's the mask? Yeah. And it, like, will attach itself to you? Well, he didn't tell me that he added a mod with that, and there's possessed masks now. Right? And you can't drop them if you pick them up. 
you're basically marked for fucking death if you pick them up. And I picked it up, and it literally wouldn't let me drop it. And it kept, like, slowly forcing itself onto my face. And I was, like, trying to pull it away. So I was, like, running away from the crew. And after I died, and it took over me, and plus the Skinwalker mod, it was playing my voice lines. I slowly watched my body kill everyone using my voice lines. It was fucking horrific. So when are you going to get a VR headset so we can play VR yeah, we, I know. I'm going to have to at this rate. But, and it was legit, I think it was just uh, Taylor left. And there were seven people dead with the masks on, right? That, that All of us were dead, but it was just him. And he was being chased by seven people playing our voice lines while we were all dead. There's all kinds of random shit. You could hear, you could hear uh, Nick going, guys, bad news, bad news, bad news. Mason's just like, guys, we need to get the fuck out of here. We need to get the fuck out of here. And then you heard, <laughs> you could hear me going, well, I think it's clear over here. Come over to the left. Over here to the left. Can you hear me? And it's just, you hear all this at once, just blaring at him right behind him while he's running. And you just hear Taylor like, <laughs> I know that's not you guys. I know that's not you guys. Freaking out. Oh my god. It's I could tell he was stressed. We're all laughing in the afterlife. So good. I'm so happy that that game has maintained you know, its entertainment value and it's still growing. Mm -hmm. I, it'd be nice if they could come out with patches a little more frequently so they can add more shit. Yeah. But I also understand that there is, you know, they want to test it. Mm -hmm. They want to make sure that it actually works when they send it out. But I've I've noticed there's not very many bugs in that game. Yeah. And the bugs that I did find were when we very first played. So so they patched them. Mm -hmm. They found the bugs and they patched them. Because you can test a video game for weeks or months. And you think that you have all the bugs figured out. But once you, send it, yeah. once you send it out to the world and you have hundreds of people <clears throat> playing on it at, at once... There's gonna, gonna be, there's gonna be a dude, and you're gonna see him post something like, "Hey, if you crouch and jump into the wall here, it'll launch you to the end of the game, where you can complete it instantly." And you're like, "What the fuck? I thought we safe, you know, cl cleared everything, all the bugs." Yeah, that stuff always happens. Like that's why Dark Souls, uh, all the Dark Souls games get like dozens and dozens of patches that don't actually change anything for a lot of people, and that's because they're fixing tiny little bugs for speedrun that speedrunners use to complete the game in an instant. Yeah. There's like, you can look at patches, and then legit, you look at the patch notes, and it doesn't say anything about actual changes. It just discusses, like, simple script script changes and stuff. So it's just like, it takes, it, it like, if you want a game to genuinely be bug-free, it's, I don't know if it's possible, honestly. Well, since we're on the conversation of gaming, I just wanted to point out, have you heard the Ubisoft president, what he was talking about this past week. I don't keep up with Ubisoft too often, to be honest with I, you. I catch it just based off of, like, you know, the some of the news pages that I follow and shit, you know. Yeah. Um, talking about how gamers need to get comfortable with not owning their games. Oh, yeah, I did see that, actually. Talking about subscription services. And let me tell you, let me tell you. First off, we have talked many a shit about Ubisoft and how terrible that company is in general when it comes to game design now. They had some bangers back in the day, but if you get to the point where I have, in order to play the new Battlefront or Battlefield or the new Division game or Assassin's Creed, and I have to pay $15 a month subscription fee to play that game I'm not playing your fucking game yeah unless you're giving me value of like cause like even World of Warcraft like I I spent I don't even want to know how much money I spent on the monthly fees and shit I playing like that game World of Warcraft is a little different for me though because it's an MMO that gets constant constant content drops every week WoW gets content you know what I mean? And they're doing more things now, too. They have, like, a season of discovery where, like, people can't make yeah. a mad dash to 60. It's like, so, we're gonna, you're only getting to 25. And then after a few months, then we're going to raise it to 40. Yeah. And then we're going to raise it to 50. And then we're going to raise it to 60. Like, they're they're spreading it out. Yeah. 
But so my my thing with it is, is I don't like subscriptions, but at least they're giving content worthy of a subscription. Ubisoft's over here like, I'm going to give you an Assassin's Creed game you're going to dump 20 hours into and not play, and then you're going to want to come back to it in a month, you know, to fuck around and jump around, but you're not going to be able to because you don't own it, and it's a subscription. That's what they want to do. Yeah. They want to make their bare-bones games that you jump on once in a blue moon, you to pay a monthly subscription. And I mean, technically, technically, when you buy something on the PlayStation Store, Mm -hmm. or you buy something on Steam, or you buy something on Xbox... You're buying a license to play the game. Yeah. <clears throat> as long as Xbox still has, you know, that storefront, you'll have access to the game. So, you still technically don't own it, but, like, is Steam really going to shut their fucking doors? Yeah. Like, how many billions of dollars a year do they bring in in revenue? You know, it, it's like, they're not really going to shut their doors. Yeah. But... That's one of the reasons I like PC you know, gaming over console because you have like Nintendo where they're like, we're shutting down the Wii store. I, I realized something. I was talking to Eddie about this the other day with how Valve checkmated the gaming industry. Now, hear me out. By not making a third title for a game. They never made a third title for a game. They never made a third title because they noticed that every time a game made a third, it flopped. It flopped at that time, right? So any game, anytime they made a game, they would just name it something different, like Half Life One, Two, and Two Point Five. There is no Half Life Three, right? So they did that. That was their first one. Good play, honestly. It worked out. Team Fortress One, Team Fortress Two. You know, there's they, they Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead Two, Portal One, Portal Two. You know, what I mean, they never they never do the third. They do that rule of three. So that was a big brain. And then the second thing they did. They realized that they were being praised like gods at the time during the like 2008-2012 era. or I think it was more like 2006-2009 era. The TF2, Left 4 Dead, CSGO, Gary's Mod. Those were the games on computer. That's what you played. That's what, that was the hype, right? Yeah. They realized they, were, they, were, they had the crown at the moment, right? And they owned Steam. Valve owns Steam, right? They completely stopped making games while they're being praised as the best. They already had that rule of three, so they never flopped on their games. Their games are always being praised as amazing franchises, you know? And they stopped making games so their credibility can't be ruined like what Ubisoft does. And they make money off of every other game that's sold on Steam because they own the platform. So they don't have to ruin their credibility, but they get money off of you even if your credibility gets fucked, like Call of Duty. Yeah. They checkmated everyone 10 years before anybody knew they were going to do it. Outlier, though, to the rule of three. Yeah. From soft. They can be done right. But I feel like... But I feel like the the reason that Steam doesn't make a third is because, like, say, Half-Life 1, Mm -hmm. and then... All these players were like, man, it'd be badass if you could do this, or if this was in the game, or if this was in the game. And they kind of compiled that list and made Half-Life 2 and put a lot of that shit in. The story wasn't complete. That's why they did 2.5. But when you go to make a third, you already put all that cool shit in the second. Mm -hmm. What can you put in the third that, that makes it that much better yeah. whenever you've that's the problem a lot polished of times. a lot of the shit. That's the problem a lot of times. So, but then when you look at FromSoft, you have Dark Souls 1, phenomenal. Dark Souls 2, there are people that love it. I fucking hate it. I hate that game. That game is trash in my eyes. Mm-hmm. But they tried something different. Some people liked it, some people didn't. Then they made three, and they kind of went back to the original formula. Yeah. But they polished a lot of the shit that was a problem with the first one. Like, with dodging and shit. So, they... My only, and that's why it, it was critically acclaimed. My only problem with Dark Souls 1, and I, that game is literally not even finished, if you don't know. Everything past the Witch of Isolith is not done. Right? Anything past the uh, Ornstein and Smo isn't complete in that game. You can tell. Like, the fucking lava looks like checkerboards because it was so poorly placed. Um, the only problem I have with Dark Souls 1 is there was no omnidirectional rolling. 
So say you put your stick to the top left, right? To where it's up and to the left. Yeah. So you would like go forward. A diagonal roll. Yeah, yeah, a diagonal roll. It would pick either forward or left, depending on where you're at, and you'd go off a cliff. That's the only thing I hated about Dark Souls 1. There was no omnidirectional rolling. And Dark Souls 3 fixed that. Yep. Um, there are problems I have with Dark Souls 3, even though it's one of my favorite games of all time. I feel like magic is fucking terrible in that game. You, mage builds are shit. They went backwards somehow. Yeah. With magic. Um, yeah, I always usually do a strength build if I play that game. Yeah, strength, yeah. Exactly, exactly. You just want a big sword, fucking slap shit up. Yeah. Elden Ring, though, it improved on a lot of things, and it added a lot of the gimmicks from other games, but I feel like because there's so many different, you know, like seasonings put in, if you will, into this batch, that it's hard to balance for PvP, because Elden Ring's PvP is, ooh, yikes. Yeah. I don't think it's good, personally. So... The simplicity of Dark Souls 3 and the fact that magic wasn't good and sword arts weren't as prominent made it a more balanced game for PvP. But everybody thought it was like more simplistic and boring because there wasn't as much variety. But now we're at Elden Ring and there's so much variety and so much wild shit and poise and bleed and all this stuff that, you know, everybody, nobody even knows what the fuck, you know, what to do because there's so much broken shit, yeah. you know? So it's like a double-edged sword. Like, well, which would you rather have? I would like to see the the one thing I had an issue with when it comes to PvP in any of those games is like I liked that idea because the community made an area where you could do like the fight clubs. But I feel like when you made a character, I would have liked it if there was an option in the menu to where you could load into the fight clubs portion of in the menu and then you could be put into like a massive lobby of like 32 different people or however many they decide to set it at but it was like a coliseum like thing and yeah. it would say you're up next mm -hmm. and then you would load into the arena instead of being a spectator on the side because you kind of had to honor the fight club in those things you had to stay on the sidelines like no it's their fight yeah whereas if the game made it to where it was like you're in the stands you can't jump down yeah and you know fuck up both of them and, you know, get some yeah, kills. Yeah, fight clubs back in the day, as a host, you had to play safe because I could just go up to you with Hornet Ring and a big-ass two-handed weapon and one-shot backstab you, you know? But I would have liked that idea of just yeah. being able to go into an arena and that was just like an... Because then you built your character and you're not you're not playing the regular game anymore. Yeah. You've built your character. You want to be in that like sweet spot, that one twenty five, I think is what it was. One twenty. One twenty. Yeah. I think Elden Ring's like one forty or something. But, but you wanted to be in that sweet spot, so you weren't going around killing more bosses and getting more souls and leveling up anymore. You know, you could have a character that did that, and you were level nine hundred or whatever the fuck you could get to. Yeah. But where everything's ninety nine. So, you know, it, it's. I would have liked that to be... Even if it was just a mod. I'm surprised the modding community didn't do anything like that. Yeah. Yet, it was still a fantastic If game. you want an amazing Dark Souls 3 experience that mixes it up from the old times, get Cinder's Mod. It is like... It adds like fucking 40 bosses to the game that are brand new... It adds, like, tons of weapons and armors, tons of spells, new NPCs. It finishes storylines that weren't originally there. Tons of new emotes, all kinds of shit. It spiced it. I put another... If you look at my Steam, I got another 150-something hours just on Steam. And that's after my, what, 36K? Yeah. Or, 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 or 3.6K? Yeah. I was going to say 36K. Like, Holy shit, motherfucker. <laughs> like, where the fuck? Yeah, hold up. I said it wrong. All right, well, we're going to call it there, because if we get on another tangent, we're going to reach, you know... A minute, and, or an hour and 30. Yeah, so that's it for this week. But, again, you know, we're still in the new year. You know, you may have made that New Year's resolution. You may not have really started it yet. You know, you're a little hesitant, like we've said. Small, obtainable goals. 
and re and you'll eventually reach your goal. You know, this is not this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. Nothing can be nothing of value comes instantaneously. I know that it's weird being in a digital world where you're just like, I wanna watch that movie. Boom. Yeah. I'm watching that movie. But I want dopamine, TikTok. You know, yeah. like Yeah. I, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. Like I'll I'll find myself taking a thirty minute shit because I'm just looking at shorts. And it's just like, man, I need to get up and do some shit. Yeah. You know? You gotta break yourself out of that. But small obtainable goals with the finish line being your goal, your main goal. That's how you get there. But with that said, as always, do fun shit, and we'll catch you next week. Mm -hmm. See you.